0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Andy Storch. And I am so excited and grateful you're joining me today. I have a great interview for you with my friend, Mervin Brown. And Mervin is the founder and chief purpose connector of MKB Leadership evolution. He is a John Maxwell certified coach, trainer, and speaker who focuses on self-leadership and personal growth. His desire is to connect people and business to their purpose. Mervin. Worsher leaders and career professionals to think self and business leadership differently so that they can live their ultimate purpose, make work a reward and command a life of significance. I love that. Mervin. welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. And it's a pleasure to be here and to share with you. Uh, It's awesome to have you on. And this is one of those cool opportunities where you and I connected on LinkedIn. We were talking about this earlier. We've commented on each other's posts. We've shared some messages. And we're finally connecting live over video on Zoom. And just as soon as I look at you, I'm like, this guy has such (laughs) energy. I know I want to be his friend. And we were already chatting and we almost lost track of time. So I want to make sure we record part of this discussion. And you were just getting into this idea of self-leadership. And I am big into personal development. I'm big into talent development. I talk to a lot of people about these subjects, but I haven't really come across that term or been involved with it very much. So what do you mean by self-leadership? What is that? That's a good question, but I'm going to break it down
1: a little bit. It's not just a question okay? because self-leadership in itself is not a Task that you do or a principle that you learn. So I just want to first say that it's not those things because what I've learned about self-leadership is that it's something that you have to know apply throughout your life. So the definition that based on my own journey is that self-leadership is the ability for you to take what you believe, know, and acknowledge to be true about yourself and express that as the means to evolve throughout your life. So each piece of that, what I've just explained, the the, the belief that you have, the knowing that you have and the the acknowledging of those things and being willing to express that because it's true about you. And so that's what I take people through is that getting you to know those things so you can take on life in a different way. So when you're in a company or in your personal life, you're leading yourself before you can think about leading others. So that's the idea.
0: Yeah. You know, that's so interesting because so many people get into leadership positions. They want to be leaders. They want to lead other people and manage other people. And they don't think a lot about leading themselves. And you're talking about that now, self-leadership, this idea of really leading yourself before you lead others. Tell me a little bit more about that. How do you get into this? How do you set yourself up to lead yourself before you can lead others?
1: Yeah. So I'm going to bring it a little bit back again. So when I started first with self-leadership, this wasn't what I thought it was. I didn't see my own journey. I didn't understand the fullness of it until I would say about six months ago, this all made sense. So throughout my life, I've been looking at how I work. Why do I make the decisions that I make? When I go out there and I work in an organization, Do I take full responsibility for what I am bringing to the table? And so all these things came together, but then I had a couple of questions that I've been working on for the past couple of years. And they are, who am I? What do I want? And whom am I becoming? The the third one is what a lot of people don't focus on is a whom am I becoming? And so as I was working on those questions, this whole idea around, how have I been leading myself all my life? How have I been taking what I know about myself and using it when, when I'm working, using it within my family? And how am I taking what I want and saying, okay, I'm expressing that as well. And then being able to ask myself the question, what's next for me? How do I keep that process in my thinking every single day? So while I was working on a process and learning my own path and realizing that I am on a path and I choose to lead myself down that path, whether or not I like it, I choose every single day, whether I'm being intentional or not, I have decided to live a life. I'm working in a job that I don't love. I am unhappy every day, or I'm working in a company that is great, but the 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 environment is is just so bad. And then the other part is that, oh, I love my job, but I don't like the company. And so I've noticed that for myself and I noticed it for other people. So as I was working on this whole process and I discovered that as it's self-leadership, that's what it is. It's learning how to master self first, as you mentioned about, before you can say, oh, I want to lead someone. So in the process, I discovered that there was one person who wrote a book within the same period of time when I'm searching for my own self here. And it was Tedman Graham, that's Oprah's um, partner. It was amazing that he wrote a book called Identity Leadership, which is the same concept saying that you need to know your identity as an individual, as a human being, before you can step into this idea around leadership. You need to identify you and bring that. So with that said, that whole idea came together. Now I created this whole process of how do you go through that self-leadership journey from understanding your core self around, okay, the who am I, the what I want. And that goes back to the purpose of the person. You're not going to find a purpose in life. You're now looking at how can I live out my purpose? Because a lot of people are like, oh, what is my purpose? I don't know my purpose. So they get lost (laughs) in that. You know what I mean? So- I say, don't go out trying to find your purpose or looking for it. I mean, is it under a rock somewhere? Is it lost somewhere in the middle of the sea? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I I think that we need to shift the focus now to say, I'm going to live my purpose. And every day I get out of my house, I'm living a purpose. Is it the one that I want to live? And so that process of understanding, okay, I need to get to the heart of who I am as a person. And then I go to the next level of looking at, okay, what's the expressed journey that I have been living? I've been living, I've been on a path and based on that path, it has led me down. Do I want to keep going on that road or do I need to change yeah. my direction? Or how do I glean from my life so I can take that into my work? And so, I'm just giving you so this basically the process I'm giving you as we talk about it. And then the third piece is that I notice a lot of us, myself included, we aren't clear on the connections that we're making in life. So, I say, let's look at connection. How do you create the connections in your life? What connections are you making? Are you intentional about those connections? Whether it's personal connection or connection within your work and just life in general. And I find that. I need to know for certainty that if I'm going to meet you, like I'm talking to, you now. I had to be intentional. And so I've learned that the connection that I make today, it may not produce something today, but it may produce something tomorrow. Yeah. So I have to be aware of what those connections are and being intentional about them. Then the, the other piece, so it's going to keep going up. We are talking about, no, the person as they look at change. Because a lot of people talk about change and saying, of, oh, I embrace change. But do you know what change really means for you? Do, how do you function with change? Do you get transformed because of change? So we go through that process of understanding what does change look like for you. And taking it to the next level, know that you understand what change means for you and you, how you deal with change and how you function around your emotions and all those things. We need to understand. now the. Piece that says, Am I now ready to link all of this? And how do I link this? I say you need to look at your faith muscle. The faith muscle is you now believing in all those things that we talk about, what you know, what you acknowledge about yourself, and now seeing that the link that is going to get you to the next level is that faith that you need both faith in the higher power and faith in yourself you got to be able to believe that you're bringing that so you can start that next part, which is the next level of it is now getting to the place where you are seeing yourself as a self-leader. Because it does not, and there's a process of discovering yourself again, because we have been living so long under the, the system of what we've learned, whether it's, you know, in our church or a home or, or within our schools or our jobs. But we now need to now see how am I leading myself? So we talk about the transition to self-leadership. So we are going to move into that place. So there's a whole mindset shift that is taking place from the start to where we are. And then the final piece that we touch on is how do you now say I'm going to command a life of significance? How do I become this royal being? So I say take on that royalty that you are. And and what that means is that you're not focusing on yourself. No, you're not able to say, how can I take what I know and and impart that into somebody else so that they can move forward into their own journey? So I know I'm asking myself the question, what's next? Always. So when you reach that that final level, you're asking yourself what's next because now you have come to that awareness of self, you're now able to pour into others because you're now commanding significance rather than saying success. Yep. And that's how the whole process works whenever, you know, whether it's in a company, we're looking at the company or we're looking at an individual. It's you being able to see from the beginning of the heart of who you are to the point of asking yourself the question, what's
0: next? Oh, I love that. If you work in talent development, you know that your job has become more important than ever. The problem is, there's so much uncertainty and noise out in the business world, and things are changing so fast, it's hard to know where to go and what tools and resources to use to solve your problems. That's why I recently launched the Talent Development Think Tank Community as a central and safe place to access information ask questions, and talk with other L&D professionals like you so that you can achieve your goals and accelerate your career. Join today to get instant access to our online platform and community of ambitious, helpful talent development professionals who understand your world and can help you solve your problems. Right now, I'm offering 25% off the subscription price to podcast listeners. Just go to talentdevelopmentthinktank.com and use code HOTSEAT for 25% off. That's tank.com and use code Hotseat. Thanks and on to the episode I didn't know that I was going to love this interview so much going into this because I love everything you just talked about. There's so much to unpack there, and uh, I just want you to keep teaching me in that beautiful Jamaican, Jamaican accent you got going over there. It's, uh, it's mesmerizing. I want to go back. Uh, there's so many important things there, and where you ended up about. Having faith in yourself, yes. Living intentionally and thinking about taking the next step and creating a life of significance. So many people are not doing that. They're not leading themselves. They don't have faith in themselves. They don't love themselves. They're not taking responsibility. They're putting it out on other people and not focusing on themselves at all. And not realizing that their lack of self-confidence and lack of self-worth is not only hurting them, but it it's obvious to other people a lot of times. And then those people don't feel as much, you know, the confidence as much love. It's harder for them to be led by them. And it all starts, you said, with really understanding who you are, right?
1: Yeah.
0: How do we do that beyond the surface? You know, the obvious answer is, well, I'm Andy, I know who I am. (laughs) How do you know who you really are? Oh, my
1: goodness. So this question is going to be one that people are going to look back in the years to come and say it's been done incorrectly in the first place. Because how we talk about who we are, it's based on what we have, Mm -hmm. how people see us in society or the next level that we need to reach. And not only that, we are also taking on certain things about who we are based on what we believe. About ourselves.
0: And most commonly, people define who they are by the job they do, right? Or their career. Oh, yes. And let somebody else define who they are.
1: Exactly. So they walk in and said, okay, so who are you? Okay, I'm a consultant or I'm a, I'm a coach. So when I meet people now, you see the definition, I call myself the Chief Purpose Connector. Yeah. That came out of a journey to learning my own personal life model. How do I work? Why do I think the way I think? So when we're looking at who you are, we have to do things. We have to first also know who you're not. So that's the first thing that I work, when I work with people, I get you to get rid of all the things that you're not. So we first get on a, a teaching where I teach you about the whole principle of identifying who you're not. Then you, you specify what those are. And then from understanding who you're not, you know, focus on who you are. And we make a list of the things that you identify about yourself, because I'm going to get you to see, start thinking about the things that you feel. And then we look at the values that you possess, because a lot of people also connect their values as part of the quote unquote, who they are, but your values only come from what you truly are passionate about and those things, but it doesn't really define you. So deep down inside of you, there is a yearning to define the self back to the person that you were already, you already are. Because like for me, when I was searching on my own journey to be a connector, every single step of the way, I saw that I was doing this, but I could not have said it out. I noticed that I want to connect with people. I am a connector. If I meet you, the first thing I'm asking myself, how can I help you? Where can I lead you? And so it's all of us getting to that place of learning how we function in this life. We are on a planet that is so beautiful, so abundant, but we have lost our sense of, of touch with, with who we are, with how we exist. Why do we exist? And so when I work with people, I, I truly get them in that frame of mind to start thinking about that again. I have one client that will mention to you that when she came to me, the thing that she really wanted to do was, oh, Mervyn, I, I just want to fix my coat and my life. But I got to the root of the matter that a lot of the things why she was identifying her life a certain way is that she thought that she owed her father something, And so she held on to her dreams and things, thinking that it was her decision. And all of that was unpacked. And we unpacked that, we were able to see the true essence of the person that's underneath all of that. Because they are carrying these inferiority complex, the idea that somebody else, I need to fulfill their their goals or their aspirations for me. But what about what I want? Mm. So it's really a process of coming to knowing is a becoming piece. It's like, it's not a one shot way I can come on a call and say, here it is. This is how it works. I need to know, go into, when I ask you the question to define yourself, I now have to dig into your mind because there are things that you're carrying around that you're not even aware of. And that's how I'm able to pull out that I am
0: out of you. Man, that is powerful. So it starts with who I am. And it sounds like you're answering the, almost the question of life, right? Like, why do I exist? Which is the ultimate question. Yes. If people are going to try to do this on their own, are there a couple exercises that you recommend, some deep thought that people need to get into? Is it asking friends for feedback? Like, what, what's the best way for people to go about it if they don't have coach?
1: Yeah, so if they don't have me, I say the first part that you have to start is to document you need to document your life. Mm. So I have five questions that I have learned, but then I was also looking at my life before that and didn't even notice that, hey, Mervyn, you're doing the right thing. So I say to you every single day when you're starting out on this is to get a, I call a reflective journal. And every day you get up in the morning, you remind yourself these questions. One, what did I learn today? Who did I meet and what conversation did I have? What went well today? What didn't go so well? And how am I going to improve the next day or the next week? So you are constantly looking into those questions. So you gotta start looking at your life because a lot of people don't study themselves, So they don't know how they think, they don't know how they manage, mm-hmm. they don't know how, why they're doing the things they do. So they just get up every day, get to the shower, eat some food, get to, to the car, get to work. And then they do it all over again. And they, they do things with their family, but they don't know how to reflect on their lifestyle. Yeah. Right. So you, either you do it in the morning or you can do it in the afternoon when you get home, but you need to spend at least to me, at least an hour with yourself and reflect on your life because you have one life to live And there's no way that you can go out and think that somebody else is going to do great for you. If you don't do it for yourself, (laughs) you're going to be stuck into this world where you're always going to complain about whose fault it is, why the system doesn't work. But I say start with that journaling. If you want to break away and truly be a new person and be that person that you are and that you already know, start reflective journaling today. Day is the
0: greatest way to start. Yes, I love it. And nobody, maybe think of something. I, you know, I remind people about all the time. Nobody cares more about your life and your career than you do, right? Maybe your mom, she cares a lot about you, right? Your mom wants <laughs> yes. you to do well, but she also might give you advice that's not in alignment with who you are and what you want to be, right? Yes. Nobody cares more than you, and no one's going to do it for you. Not your manager, not your brother, not your mom, not your spouse you have to take responsibility and be intentional about what you want to do with your life and your career. And I love that being able to reflect and give yourself a little bit of feedback. I use a journal every day. I have for over three years. And I start every morning with gratitude and planning my day. And every evening with what went well, what did I learn? What am I going to do tomorrow? And I don't answer those questions exactly, but some forms of those. And I've found it to be so helpful. And it's great to be able to look back too Mm -hmm. on those things and those lessons. This episode of the talent development hot seat is sponsored by advantage performance group advantage is the first place to call when you need leaders to lead sellers to sell and your business to flourish. We specialize in connecting companies with exceptional learning solutions to help them turn strategy into action and get their people doing the best work of their lives. We're also providing tons of great content on a weekly basis. In fact, We recently launched a great webinar series that has been going on weekly with content such as Creating a Culture of Multipliers, Gender Equity, Liz Weissman's webinar on Helping Rid the World of Bad Bosses. We have a new webinar from Brent Snow on Decision Making. We have a webinar on multipliers and how to use multipliers during troubled times, Calming the Storm. We have a webinar from our partner, Julie Winkle Giuliani, on developing in place how to continue your growth during remote working, and a webinar from Paul Middleton on the secret sauce for learning in the flow of work, plus many more. Just head to our website at advantageperformance.com, click on free resources, and you'll find the link to webinars and all of our other insights and resources there. Thanks for listening, and now back to the show.
1: Can I say something here? The reason why I even suggest this and the process, because that's where you start, because that's not where journaling ends. Then I take them to the next, there's another level to journaling. But the reason I even suggest this is that you need to dump or unload all of those things so you can get a reload, a re-download of, because the universe wants to teach you. But if you constantly have those things in your mind, Mm-hmm. You're not going to be taught the way that you're supposed to be taught. This is a school. It's a beautiful school. And so for you to engage with this world, you need to first download. And that's why I say write it down. And then you get the refresh every single day. That's the reason. And that's how I teach it is that you've got to get that refresh and get that ability to to get some new knowledge New ideas the people that you're meeting are you intentional about who you're talking today because now when you see those questions you're like hmm now I need to think about if I talked to John yesterday and I didn't like John then I need to know that I need to find some Mary or some other Joe or so you know and so you'll be very intentional so then we move into the intentionality of those questions and then some others that based on your life
0: yeah yeah Right on. I mean, the reflection and, and understanding what's going on in your life. Just being intentional. So many people are drifting and reacting and you know, waiting for other people to do things. And then they don't remember what's going on. What are they learning? And of course, I think you also have to have that vision, that mission, right? So that you are taking lessons of how things are going along the way to your journey to wherever you want to get to. I, I don't remember if you had anywhere in there about creating a vision or setting goals for where you want to go, where does that fit in? (laughs) And so all of that fits in at the end of that seven principle, because a lot
1: of people think that you cannot be living in the same person and create a vision because guess what? You have goals. You may have dreams, you have missions. but when you come to me, I have to unpack that first because you need to know these things about yourself first. Then you can align it to going after the dream. So that's when I take people on the journey to the dream. You now I said, okay, know that you understand these things about yourself. Know you can create that vision because and throughout the time, you know, because you have normal life happening anyhow. So you have to go to the workplace. But then as you are going through this journey and learning about yourself, understanding that there are connections that you need to make, I am now unearthing, your mind is starting to shift. You're like, okay, good. No, this is what I want out of my life. And so we can now create those visions that you may have you know, put on the back burner or it doesn't make any sense anymore. But this is something that I want people to take away from this. There are a lot of people who are, one, faking happy every single day, whether on the job or within their family, they're faking happy. Oh. The second thing is that they are going about life with a fantasy about what they want to achieve rather than dreaming where a dream is something that you can truly latch on to, And then it comes up with a vision and within that dream, you're going to have a vision. You're going to have to make the, all the connections again. You're going to have to be able to identify the, the dream with the dream. You've got to be able to own it. So all of this vision stuff has to have something grandeur that you want to work towards. It's not just a one shot saying, okay, I have this big goal because I can tell you, my friend, from my experience, that's where I was. I thought that I could jump into something that is just going to make everything better because a lot of people maybe want to go into business. They want to jump to another new job or they want to make something big for themselves. But when you look at the work that needs to go in, are you still step back and say, okay, is this really where I want to go?
0: Yeah. Or how many people are working on big goals that are really not for themselves or for other people? There you go. There you go. And
1: that is a problem. That's why I say that I don't even talk about vision until we get that self-leadership piece done. So we can ask, so when you ask yourself the question, what's next? You are now saying, okay, am I willing to get back to square one, which is the purpose? Now, what's the purpose am I going to live today? Am I going to go into business? Am I going to go to a new job? Am I going to be focusing on doing mission work? So whatever is in your heart, now you can know embody that with your strengths, no? So we talk about strengths. So when, I, when you're going through the program with me, you understand what your strengths are. We look at your personality. We look at how you function within a team. So we're looking all this and we're assessing, you know, and I have this one beautiful thing that I discovered is understanding your life model. Mm. Based on your life model, you are now able to create the life that you want. That's why you're going to command a life of significance because now you know that, okay, I can go and do business. So I, I even push people into making, doing an assessment. Are you fit to be an entrepreneur? Because you could also be an entrepreneur. You know, so you got to choose your battles and know how you want to function out there in the world. And it's such a, it's such an important thing and I want companies to see this. I want them to take the opportunity to say that when you have a person on your team, get you to understand where they are on a self-leadership level.
0: Yeah, let's go to that for a second because we're talking a lot about the individual level. I know there's still so much to yeah. unpack here yes. about understanding your life model. I like that, to create the life that you want. I also have a lot of people listening who work in companies, talent development, or they lead teams. How do you use this organizational perspective to help your teams be more engaged and know where they're going and and how to get there? Beautiful, beautiful
1: question. So when you are going to approach self-leadership in an organization, you are now going to need to, first of all, understand the person by person that is in the organization. How you do that? I say do an assessment on self-leadership. So understanding. So the first thing, so you're taking this to a company. It's not just, you know, you're saying, first of all, what's the vision of that organization? How do you break down? You have to create a system for yourself. So it's not me just coming in and say, here is what you're going to do. The company itself has to create this. So, and it's centered on self-leadership. So what do you believe? So you're going back to the vision, right? The mission, okay, you know these things that you're going to do them, acknowledging. So you're taking all of that into existence and say, okay, now that we understand our vision or our mission or our values as a company, let's create a system of assessing our employees, not something from outside, because a lot of times we take tools that are only helping us to create more problems on the internal, because that's where I'm seeing it is that we get all these tools, but it's only helping some. So create your own self-leadership tool that you can use to assess based on your vision, based on your mission, based on your values in the organization. And then you now need to get your employees tapped into what this is, because a lot of this goes back to companies aren't really selling on their vision enough it's on a big screen somewhere or people just hear about it when it just coming. But when you look at every level within the organization, people don't know how their work attached to the bigger vision. And so that's why you have to do something internal. Yes, you can get systems and you can see where the problems are, but we don't want just a, a bandaid situation. We want something that's going to look at the system. So Getting a clarity around your vision, your values, your, your mission that you're taking out and you're getting your team involved in that. When you do that, then you take it to the next level where you now get your team to engage with this. And how do you engage? Again, that's an internal thing. You can bring people in or you can look at what your team members, because a lot of times the solutions are right in your company. And so I come in and when I'm working with you, I'm helping you to create that system within your organization based on what you want to accomplish. Because you don't want just to be around for for 10 years or just 100 years. You want to be around as long as the earth exists. And so it's truly understanding that every employee that you have on staff is valued. I truly have a challenge right now to see what I see with companies that they would let go people and there is a bitter taste. I'm like, why are we just releasing employees without helping them to move on. I mean, how many companies are doing that? Yeah. Willing to help employee move on because they don't fit anymore. And so they leave with a different attitude towards the company. And so I think that we need to shift our attention. And this is what I was talking about this week in my posting online is how do we engage people, but not engage just on engagement, but of, on value focusing on value, how do you value others? Getting people in that state of mind. And so that's how we are going to engage the self-leadership. So I cannot just say here it is. This is what you need to do tomorrow. I have to come in. We do an assessment of where you're at. Then we take on your vision and values and and your mission. See where, where you're going with your company. Then we create a strategy around that. And then we take that and we implement it. Start with your managers, of course. But I would say also bring your teams involved. You know, looking at the potential. I heard a post, uh, one of your, your podcast. I'm just trying to remember who, who he is. But he was talking about the leadership potential and that we don't assess potential and performance mm. the same way. And so I think that's a great move if that's where companies are thinking about their teams is that you have to know that every person has potential and how do you tap into that potential? How do you measure that? And so there's so many different parts to this that I don't want a company to know. think that, oh, well, it's never going to fix. You just have to find somewhere that you need to start. Find a team that you need to start with. And so you can look at them from a self-leadership perspective. Do they believe in what we believe? Do they know what we know? Do they acknowledge what we are about? And are they willing to express that? Do they embody that? And so that we as a company can evolve for the future.
0: Yeah. So good. So important. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm over here thinking, looking through my notes, like who was it that we were talking about potential? I think it was Dominic Cortuccio.
1: I think so. I was trying to figure out. Yeah. I was looking for his information because I was listening
0: to him before I came on here. He's the man, and he was talking about uh, high performing teams and and help people unlock their their hidden potential. And you know, you're talking about the same thing here. And I really love what you said. And go back to my own my notes here about having people align to the bigger vision and attaching themselves to the bigger vision. And I think that there are a lot of good companies that are doing that well and a lot of companies that are not doing that. And what they've got to realize, it's it's not only important, it's becoming more and more important as the younger workers, Mm -hmm. the younger millennials and Gen Z come into the workforce. They want purpose and they want to know that there is a bigger vision, there's a bigger purpose, there's a mission that they can contribute to. And it's so important to have your people aligned to that mission, to your culture, and to your strategy. And if they don't have that, then they're just flying around just doing their job. And then it's just a job. And when a recruiter calls, they're going to go somewhere else.
1: Yes. Let me give you an example. I have a good friend here who went through that same situation. And before I say it's Richard Hodge, that's the name of the guy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. So he is the one that I was talking about. But I have a friend who recently started a big company. You know, they hired him on, gave him some good money, trained him. And what they did, the company did, they consolidated the role, two roles into one person. And so they had this person back and forth. And after six months, that high paying employee got another opportunity. And you know what happened? They're gone. And I was like, man, you know how much money that company spent to train? I remember the person going to all these training and and I'm like, wow, in New York or in in Atlanta. And I'm saying to myself, are companies aware of how they are wasting money when they don't get people to buy in and get fired up in what they believe and engage in that level? And there's one person I'm going to mention that I think is amazing doing this um, as you talk about companies, if I can do that on your podcast here. I'm going to bring his information. His name is Mike Darren and he is one of the co-founders of Ancient Nutrition here, um, the headquarters down in Nashville. And they have a superb team and attitude towards this that they help. Like this guy just have the, the mindset around this. And I think if companies can latch onto this to say that every person in that team is valued, every person in that team desires to achieve things, and if, they read, if they're ready to move on, don't Allow them to fear. That's the thing. A lot of people are fearful to even go to their managers and say, you know what? I have other aspirations. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to do my work, but I just want to let you know. But they're not willing. Right. They're scared out of their pants. Because if they ever say anything, then they potentially next couple of weeks, they may see um, a note that says, you know, thank you so much for your service. Yeah, see you later. And I think that's something that we need to change, that fear factor within companies that people feel thinking that, oh, well, I can't say these things. I can't share these things. Right. We're not saying I'm going, I'm just saying that this is where my heart is. And if there's a way that you can support me around this, or I should move on, help me
0: to transition. Well, and people have dreams. They have things they want to do that are not the same as what they're doing now. We're just being real. Let them talk about that and then help them get there and the value forever. They're afraid to bring that up. But there's a lot of people out there who are working in marketing but really like to get into finance or they want to get into HR. And yes. it's not so bad to go have a conversation with your manager and say, here's the deal. I'm, I'm doing this job now. I'm committed to it. But I really, this is where I want to get to. You know, Can you help me? Can we put a plan together? And then you can put that plan out there and start taking action towards that. But unless you're willing to bring it up, unless you're willing to ask for help, and unless the manager is not, if the manager is not willing to ask those questions, what are your long-term aspirations? Yes. Sort of then it goes unfulfilled. And then people, they're open to taking other jobs and your attrition continues to stay high. Mm -hmm. And that is where the self-leadership comes in because
1: as an organization, if you are leading from self, just see your company as a, a person. And if that person is sick, you know, on the toe or on the finger or inside internally, you have to figure out what's going on. And that's why you have to understand, okay, are my employees leading from a place of from self or they're leading, trying to get to a new role or a new paycheck or they have aspirations as outside of this organization? And how can I help them? How can I support them? And so they can either move on or stay with us and give us their best self. So I go to that place of saying, make work a reward. That's my mantra now is that how do you make work a reward? How do you see it as mm. a, it's a recognition like, oh my goodness, I'm going to work on Monday and I'm excited. Right. Even if you don't plan to be there for the next five years, you're still excited because you believe in what this company is bringing to the table and you are leading self in the process. Yeah. Make work reward. Making Mondays exciting. Yes. Make work a reward. And that's how, I share it out there. I want people to have that attitude that when they wake up on a Monday morning, it's not this dread of, oh, it's a Monday. It's like, oh, it's a Monday. I can't wait, Yeah, <laughs> you know, to go out there and do my best work. And it's such an important thing that each individual need to have and companies need to share. When I talk to a company, I'm always aware that they have issues that they need to deal with. But if you can address this, even this attitude towards Mondays, and get people like at the end of the week, how are you an employee? What are your conversations that our managers having before the week is ended? Is it ending on a note like, okay, I'm out the door at four o'clock. I'm, I can't go home. Or do you meet with your team and talk about things about what's next? How are we going to approach next week? Have them write down their next steps, or and engage them in that personal one-on-one or group setting. Yeah. At the end of the week, we don't do that most times, and that's a part of self leadership is is getting them to see themselves and also see themselves in the company.
0: Yes, I love this so much. There's so many more things we can unpack from this, but we have to wrap up. I want to ask you. I know a lot of people love the book recommendations we get on this podcast. You've mentioned uh, at least one book already uh, about. Identity Leadership by Stedman yes. Graham. Are there any other books you recommend? And when is your book coming? Oh,
1: yes. I it's coming, I tell you. And I'm going to be writing a book on self-leadership as well, Love based it. on what I have learned and, and seen. And I can't wait to have that out and just my own story. But one book that I tell you, I will recommend it any day because it helped me to start thinking about my mm. life. And it is The One Thing. I'm sure people have heard it before. The One Thing, The Surprisingly Simple Truth Behind Extraordinary Results by Gary Keller and Jay Paperson. Yes. That book allowed me to focus and, and get deeper into my one thing. Yeah. And I think I would encourage whether you are an employee or you're an entrepreneur, just read it. It's just going to debunk some of the crazy ideas that you're walking around with that we've been told. One other book that I would also push is Put Your Dream to the Test. By John Maxwell, put your dream to the test. 10 questions to help you see it and seize it. Powerful book. it is going to force you to really decide if you have a dream because a lot of people think they have a dream when it's all in a fantasy, as I mentioned. And then one other book. Can I give another one?: Go ahead. One more.: Okay, one more. Think and grow rich.: Oh, Napoleon Hill classic.: Yes, you have to. You have to get the classic no. in there. Think and grow rich and. There's a part of it that a lot of people don't know. It's not a book, it's a practice. Mm. And I learned a lot about certain things from Think and Grow Rich that under normal circumstances, it helped me to see what I believe a little bit bigger.
0: Yeah. So I, I really would encourage that one um, out there. I love all those recommendations. The One Thing by Gary Keller and, and Jay Papazan, a classic I've read. Um, and of course, Gary Keller is the, founder of Keller Williams Realty, which is the biggest real estate company in the country. Put Your Genes to the Test by John Maxwell, who is just a leadership legend. Oh, yes. And Thing and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, which is, I believe, by far the most sold and read personal development book of all time. Of course, he wrote it in the 1930s and it is still just as applicable today. Quick question before I let you go. Have you read outwitting the devil by napoleon hill so i've only listened to it yes so i haven't read it but i've listened okay i've also a podcast but yes i've listened to it yeah it's eerie so i just read it a few months ago and i haven't listened to it but i read it and it's just as applicable today also it is from the you know written in the 1930s and then not published until 2010 or something like that yeah after he and his wife both passed away uh amazing mervin this has been absolutely amazing <laughs> i look forward to keeping in touch with you learning more about this stuff For anybody listening who wants to learn more, who wants to connect with you, maybe work with you, where's the best place for them to go? Tell them to go to LinkedIn. That's the easiest way Um, because LinkedIn has become this
1: place where you can just commune and just grow. Yeah. So I just tell people to start there. We can always branch out from there. Andy, I want to say something to you personally here as we close off, that there is something about you that is seriously amazing. I'm going to say this. You have this ability to touch a greater portion of this whole talent development um, sphere. I just sense it. And I believe that something amazing is going to come out of what you're doing. So I'm going to say, bro, just keep on on this path. There is something magical about
0: what you are doing and who you are as a person. And I love it. Thank you so much, Mervyn. I feel the same way about you. And I am not stopping my friend. I am just warming up. There's so much greatness to come. We're starting a movement, starting with our conference, the Talent Development Think Tank yes. coming on November 6th and 7th in Sonoma, California. And uh, things are just going to grow from there. I'm excited to be connect with you on this journey. I love all the stuff you put out on LinkedIn. So for anybody listening, if you're not connected with either of us, make sure you connect with Mervyn, follow Mervyn on LinkedIn. If you're not following me on LinkedIn, let's connect, follow me. I'm, we're both posting content regularly and commenting on content regularly. Mervin, this has been amazing. I'm so <laughs> grateful that we made this happen and we are connected. So thank you again for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me, man. And go make a difference and make work a reward. Let's do it. Cheers, man. If you're looking for a place to connect with colleagues and peers from your industry and find out what other people in talent development are working on, you need to check out the brand new Talent Development Think Tank membership community. your subscription. That's tdtt.us slash community and use code HotSeat for a limited time for 25% off your subscription. If you have any questions, reach out to me and let me know and we'll see you there. Thanks for listening to the talent development hot seat. If you got value out of this show, please subscribe, leave a review and share with your colleagues and friends. We want to spread the word and add as much value to the talent development community as possible. And we need your help. As always, you can find more information and connect with me at talentdevelopmenthotseat.com. Take care.